Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where we run down the most insane stories of the week. We have only one qualification, things we've never seen before. That could change our country or the world forever. Insane thing number five has to be this jaw-dropping admission from Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's Analytics, about the true size of inflation and its brutal weight on the American people. The average American household, according to Moody's Analytics, now spends a staggering $709 a month, not a year, a month, more than they did just two years ago. Just two years ago. I cannot get over this. Due to high inflation, Zandy said, the typical household now spends $202 more in July than a year ago on stuff they're not getting anything extra this is the extra cost for things you already have to buy so listen to how fast this is going two hundred dollar two hundred two dollars more than july a year ago and seven hundred and nine dollars more than in july two years ago at that rate folks a significant chunk of the middle and lower middle class would have had to have fallen into poverty Fox News had this accompanying statistic. Since Joe Biden took office in January of 21, food at home, for instance, is up 19.7%. Overall inflation, officially, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, up 15.8%. That is the inflation we have had in that time, 15.8%. So it's no surprise that we are just we're looking at being at an 8% interest rate right now. And folks, that's going to have to go up just to hold this back. Because in the face of all this, in the ultimate act of cruelty, Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy, the ostensible leader of the Republicans, voted, you'll remember, to throw away the debt limit. Just do not not raise it as they have in the past, but throw it out completely with promises that spending would be kept under control. Look, folks, the reason for that bone-crushing $709 extra a month for the typical household on things they were already buying, they're not getting anything extra for that, the reason for that is all the printing that's been done during the Biden era, which averaged about an extra trillion bucks borrowed or printed 
every three to four months or so. Here's what's scary. It's speeding up. Since Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden decided to stab the Republicans in the back. Remember, we had only voted. They had only agreed to give Joe Biden that trillion dollar debt limit increase. And Kev said, yeah, screw it. Remember, went to the White House over the weekend, betrayed the whole Republican Party and said, let's just get rid of the debt limit entirely. Yeah, well, since Kev, as in Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, betrayed us like that. In other words, roughly since the first week of June, we've borrowed or printed, in other words, added to the national debt another $1.2 trillion. In other words, it's speeding up. That's just six weeks, folks. Naturally, the propaganda around this is thick. We're being told laughably that the reason we're at almost 8% interest rates and this is everyone from Fox Business to CNBC to CNN Business. Is yeah, the economy is on fire, man. It is so insanely good. That's a lie. The printing press is running so insanely fast. That's what's causing this. Insane thing? Number four. Lawfare or a Democrat's willingness to jail his opponents for disagreeing with him has now become a measurable quantity. In other words, if you're not sufficiently willing to jail your opponents, then you must not be liberal enough. I was afraid this would happen. Then it would become an entitlement, an expectation on the left that whoever the GOP frontrunner is, being, of course, a Nazi and a fascist, they would be jailed going forward. Don't underestimate the power of this. Katie Hobbs, for instance, governor of Arizona, came forward this week demanding her state's own prosecution of Donald Trump. Not to be outdone, Silicon Valley Democratic Assemblyman Evan Lowe, a state legislator in California, has now introduced legislation calling for a federal investigation into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for daring to kidnap and illegally transfer illegal aliens to California from Texas. Folks, the top trending article on Red State on Thursday said it all. It's time to start fighting back. Uh, yeah. The time to pretend that this is just a Trump thing and when Trump goes away, it'll go away too, which is the cover I think most Republicans have been using to get out of the third world style authoritarian regime style lawfare that's now being directed at Republicans. Yeah, it's becoming increasingly obvious this can't just be a Trump thing. But it's the ultimate paradox. Take them on too strongly and you might be facing a set of charges yourself. Don't take them on strongly enough and every Republican who finds themselves leading in any kind of popularity poll will find themselves indicted. Somebody has got to find a backbone before this party is outlawed. Cadet style, like during the Russian Revolution. When the cadets... The peaceful partisans they thought they were figured they could just accommodate the Marxists. After all, there were much fewer of them than there were of the cadets. You might want to look at, into what happened to the cadets. Their party was outlawed, and the ones who weren't able to flee in time were executed. That's what happens if you don't fight them when they start to kangaroo court try you and jail you. And the cadets didn't. Instead, they raised money and donated to the Marxist causes, figuring it'd keep them safe. That's why the world doesn't know the word cadet. They're gone. Hopefully we'll fight now, when it'll be much easier. Insane thing number three. The left rushed to call Maui a climate change disaster. 
caused by Gaia or something. Notice they never say how climate change caused it. It's just they say it did and they all nod in agreement. Okay, but how? Did Gaia send a lightning bolt? Give us the mechanics. They never want to talk about that. Nope, they wanted to go straight to a climate emergency declaration. Joe Biden should declare one, we were told. If you want to know what horrors that entails, and we've been all over this on the Battleground podcast, listen to my Wednesday podcast, The Maui Fire Was No Accident. Let me tell you what the Democrats are trying to get to here and have been trying to get to for two decades, where in some cases they've all out and outright outlawed clearing out brush like in California so that the fires are more intense and more deadly so they can claim they're the worst ever and get the climate change emergency. Or the government has simply stopped clearing the brush in areas it controls. This happens a lot in blue areas and it's on purpose. And that is why the Maui fire was absolutely no accident. It was totally on purpose. No, Nobody said it in a conspiracy, at least not that I can tell. In fact, the New York Times has a video of it starting when, you know, a power line fell, uh, some sparks from it into some brush that should have been cleared, but it's a blue area. So, of course, isn't or wasn't cleared. But it's what happens next that makes even those most immune to conspiracy theories have to kind of shake their head because it's unbelievable the coordination it took on the part of the Democrat-controlled government arms to cause this level of death. And as of this recording, we're at 111 dead and another 900 missing. Here's what happened. You tell me if this sounds like an accident to you. First, the firefighters came out to put out the blaze. They quickly ran out of water because this lunatic, Kaleo Manuel, the deputy director of Hawaii's Commission on Water Resource Management, denied them the water they needed to put out the fire. His position is that water requires conversations around equity. See, water isn't water to leftist Hawaiians. No, no, it's a source of life or something. And so it can't just be used gratuitously. This is apparently a highly political debate that's been going on on Maui for a very long time. Whatever the case, he didn't release it for hours until the fire got good and going. During that time, you think to firefighters, the department would have warned somebody that the fire was blazing toward humanity. They didn't. Then the decision was made not to sound the alarms. Huh. Never mind, it took this fire a full nine hours to get deadly and blazing. And the combination of no water and the fire department not letting the people know and the decision not to sound the alarms because the people had run in the wrong direction. Well, according to the emergency manager folks, fire is pretty distinctive. You know, it's got f- flames and a lot of smoke. I mean, the idea that people be confused and run toward the fire, does that make any sense to you? So which way did people run? The way people always run in a disaster. To the roads, to escape, in their cars, which conveniently were blocked by the government. In Wednesday's podcast, I read the horrific description in the New York Post of people burning alive in their parked cars as they fled them into the ocean. Gaia didn't do that. Government did. Specifically, Democrat government. And then this other weird thing happened. All of this simultaneously. 
Anyway, as Maui residents tried to flee around roadblocks erected by the government, they found another bizarre obstacle in their way. Hawaiian electric utility vehicles parked in the emergency escape lanes and blocking roads not already shut down by the government. Even NBCNews.com admitted it would have been one thing if they were clearing down power lines to help people get out. They weren't. They were real erecting lines um, that had already crushed. In other words, an activity you could and probably should have done long after people were trying to escape the deadly fire. People offered to help to move them along quickly. They refused. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's a quote from NBCNews.com. Maui residents say utility trucks blocked roads as they tried to flee. Quote, that is our lifeline, our escape route. And you cut us off from it? Amanda Cassidy said there was no other way out. The result, NBC News reported, was, quote, epic bumper-to-bumper traffic while we were trying to escape. And there were no police officers in sight. What there was were Hawaiian electric trucks coming in with new replacement telephone poles. Instead of waiting for everyone to get out, they were blocking the only way out with their big trucks. Caitlin Carroll, who got caught in the mess, said this. Clearing down power lines and electrical wires would have made sense. I understand that. She said, quote, you don't want to be driving over live wires, but they were also starting to replace the poles while we were all trying to get out. We were like, get the F off the road and let us get by. It made no sense what they were doing. Another person said they could see the sky was black. They could see the city was on fire. They could see the wind was still whipping everything around. But they were starting to plant new power poles. Amanda Cassidy, NBC News reports, experienced the same problem and estimated she was about 20 minutes in front of the people who ultimately had to jump into the sea to escape the fire. Again, if you listen to my Wednesday battleground, you know why this is going on. For the same reason they're telling us it's not hot in July because it's July and the summer, we are experiencing global boiling. They're angling for what industry leaders in the energy industry warned us all last week is coming if we don't fight back. And that's a climate emergency, which lets them take control of everything from speech to energy delivery infrastructure, water delivery infrastructure, and even lock people down or at least control their movements, COVID style. Look up the Democrats' response this week. Google climate emergency. You'll notice something about the Democrats. Even though it was clear that there wasn't much of a FEMA response to this, I think to drive up the death toll, the desperation and the size of the disaster, what the Democrats were screaming about was the need for a climate emergency. They don't seem to care if there's any federal government response to Hawaii or any money sent or anything, but they do seem to care about the climate emergency. And that, after the Democrat-controlled government allowed everything I just described to you to go wrong, sure looks on purpose. 
to me. Whatever the case, this turned an easily containable run-of-the-mill brush fire into the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history. I don't think that was an accident. And same thing, number two. Remember the part where Joe Biden said he didn't really talk about Hunter's business dealings with him? Turns out he did, under the pseudonym Robert L. Peters. We know that as usual because we turned to the UK Daily Mail to find out what the heck is going on in this country. In a letter obtained by the UK Daily Mail, Robert L. Peters was the pseudonym Joe Biden used to discuss business with his son Hunter. So, Biden lied? Yeah, but there's nothing new about that. But, wait, what was the last name he used? Peters? Wait, were we not told a year ago by liberal fact checkers that Joe Biden never goes by Pete or Peter? Anybody remember that? I looked it back up. Remember when the hacked contents of Hunter Biden's iCloud were spilled out all over the internet and the phone number associated with Hunter Biden's pedo Peter contact found on the first son's iCloud account was assumed to be Joe Biden? But then we were told, no, no, no. That is actually the name used by the family for Natalie, who was then 17. You call her Pedo Pete? That's a little weird. Heck, calling anyone in your family a pedophile is a bit odd. So it's Natalie who goes by Pedo Pete. I mean, it's not like Joe Biden's ever used the word Peter. Wait, <laughs> he did. There it is right there in the UK Daily Mail. Yep, in that letter. He used that synonym in Robert L. Peters. So I mean Joe Biden's pedo Pete? Bet he is. Remember, we weren't our side of the aisle anyway, the first to tell the American people that pedo Pete or Joe Biden or whatever his name is had a penchant for grabbing young girls and sniffing them. No, remember it was the Democrats in the Democrat primary that first pointed that out. They were the ones who ran campaign commercials about it. You know, the sniffing, the pawing, the uncomfortable girls. Yeah, I saw like you'd ever call a guy who does that pedo Pete. Is there any other evidence that the guy's a pedophile? Yeah, remember his daughter, Ashley Biden, when she checked out a drug rehab the summer before the election, left her diary behind in which she explained that one of the reasons she has addiction and sex addiction problems is probably the inappropriate showers her dad, or pedo Pete, took with her. Folks, can you even imagine if something like this was out there on Trump? If it was found that his own children called him pedo Don after his daughter said he took inappropriate showers with her and caused her sex addiction problems? I'm sure the mainstream media would just brush that off as nothing. But we know this, the FBI sure didn't. When somebody turned that diary over to James O'Keefe and James O'Keefe actually opted not to publish it before the election, that wasn't enough of a defense. They raided his house and took it back, even though it was clear he didn't steal it nor even possess it inappropriately. Ashley Biden had left it behind and even used those words in a phone call when she called to ask for it back. Whatever the case, the FBI sure doesn't want you to know Joe Biden or pedo Pete took inappropriate showers with his daughter. I'm sure there's nothing to it. Finally, insane thing number one. And this is insane. Could you ever have imagined after 9-11 that we would get so slack as a country that we just couldn't bring ourselves 
to give the death penalty to the admitted 9-11 attackers? Well, that's the letter that the families, all of them, got from the Biden administration this week. So sorry, looks like after 22 long years of struggle, what a joke, that, uh, yeah, we might have to cut a plea deal with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and uh, his cohorts. And uh, yeah, they're not going to want the death penalty. So we're just going to go ahead with that. No death penalty. Uh, what? These are the same people at the Biden administration at who at this moment, remember, are pursuing a charge against Trump that carries the death penalty, a charge he would be eligible to get the death penalty for. Remember the podcast I did on that? The charge against Trump is the one that special counsel Jack Smith brought under 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. And what it says in the sentencing portion is that if anybody died while someone, Trump, was committing conspiracy against rights, the death penalty applies. And I warned you, this is why Jack Smith spent so much time in that press conference laying out how Ashley Babbitt died. I thought that was weird at the time. Now you know why. Folks, they're not just trying to put him in prison. They're trying to kill him while sparing the people who killed more than 3,000 innocent Americans. The left is totally sick. Or is there another reason they don't want to try the 9-11 terrorist? Could it be the same reason that the 9-11 families for 22 years have sought the declassification of much of the intel around 9-11, but our government has fought them every step of the way? I mean, 22 years later, what's in there that we can't know? It feels like a betrayal. It feels like the government is choosing to protect the mastermind, the perpetrators, the financiers, everyone that's ever been involved with September 11th and the murder of nearly 3,000 people on American soil. This administration and past administrations have chosen to protect them over us. That's Terry Strada, whose husband died on 9-11. Or is there something else going on here? Terry Strada pointed out that no trial means, well, I'll let her tell you. The evidence doesn't get to see the light of day like it should. They don't get to question, be questioned on the stand. We don't get the full story of what happened. And they deserve no mercy. When you go to Guantanamo Bay, and I've been there, you are shown their confession. They happily said they did it. They have no remorse. They would do it again. And they think Americans are stupid and that we deserve what we get when they come over and they terrorize us the way they did. So why do they deserve any type of mercy now? I say take it off the table and let's have the trial and let's get the full accountability that we all deserve and let's have this government also support all of our information, all of the declassified documents that they have still refused to declassify on this and let's get the truth and let's the families have some, some closure to this horrible chapter. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Seven months ago, I finished my PhD weight loss journey. I lost 29 pounds in six months. I've battled my weight all my life. I have to say this is the easiest weight loss plan I've ever been on for one reason. I wasn't hungry. I can do anything if I wasn't hungry, but could I keep it off? Well, I'm proud to say I have all 29 pounds of it for seven months now. I've been in maintenance, but it hasn't just changed my life. Because the PhD joy is a funny thing. It spreads. Our news director lost 50 pounds. My producer, Chris, 60. And then my general manager, 60. Our sales staff has started to call it the PhD look, which is skinny. 
I'm a size six now. If you've thought about doing something like this, but you are hesitant, let me tell you one of the advantages of doing PhD weight loss. You can go in and weigh in, or you can do it over the phone, at home, remotely. There are huge conveniences to doing it this way, and they've always had the sophisticated at-home program, which means you can do it from anywhere in the country, or right here in Greenville, Charlotte, or Asheville, if you would like to go in and meet face-to-face with one of their coaches. The magic of PhD is the one-on-one weekly weigh-ins and coaching, either in person or remotely. Could PhD weight loss be the solution you've been looking for? Find them online, myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 